Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. The Sporting Capital with Sam Hargraves on SEN. Hope you're enjoying your Thursday night, wherever you may be listening on the SEN network. Toby Watson here, filling in for Sam Hargraves. Feel free to text it at any stage, 0433981116 on the temper text machine. Time now for our sports media analysis segment. We do this, of course, for Holmes Glen. Study sports business, health or building and construction. Apply now. Learn more, do more at Holmes Glen. And joining us on the line, as he always does each week, is Sam Duncan, the course leader of the sports media and sports business degree at Holmes Glen Institute. A lot happening in the media landscape, the sports media landscape, and a few interesting developments in recent days. Sam, welcome to you. Good to chat again. G'day, Damien. Yeah, always great to chat. Now, probably one of the stories that caught my eye over the last couple of days, we'll chat about the Commonwealth Games and the coverage and everything like that in just a moment, but from an AFL point of view, interesting article from Jake Nile in The Age yesterday in regards to some developments that could arise in the next TV rights deal with Foxtel very keen to have their own commentary team for every single game of the round, even if it clashes with Channel 7. And that's assuming that we have the same deal as we currently have. What are your thoughts on that and that development? Well, I think it's probably likely. Uh, I really think it's probably uh, more likely than not. If Foxtel uh, and Seven win the rights, I think we're going to see a slightly different model to what we see at the moment. For a start, I think Foxtel are going to want more exclusivity either over games um, into particular markets or even days of the week. It's also been reported they want the Super Saturday where they yes. pretty much have exclusivity over the entire day's games. And part of that is that they want more ownership over the look and feel of, of their product. Um, and they do it with the cricket, uh, the summer of cricket coverage, and they do it with uh, the NRL. Uh, and so I think it would seem more likely than not that they'll also follow suit with the AFL having their own stamp, if you like, on the entire product that they purchase um, from the first siren to the last. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, and, and 
I think we're probably getting closer to, to seeing how all this plays out. And um, we're hearing quite a bit uh, about Foxtel and, and what they want, which means they're certainly neck deep in negotiations and, and probably uh, in the box seat. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. I'm always fascinated by it. It might not be everyone's cup of tea, but at the end of the day, that's where a lot of the revenue comes for the game. You mentioned before about having a point of difference and doing it slightly differently. Do you think there'll be more of that humorous type that we see with the cricket? Because that, to me, this is just my point of view, that seems to be the point of difference that Fox aim for with their cricket coverage. It's more of a, I wouldn't say blokey, because there's a number of females on the coverage, as we know, but there's more of that humorous vaudevillian type of call of the cricket, whereas Channel 7 may be a little bit more serious. Do you think they'd try the same model with AFL? Potentially. And, you know, in many respects, we already kind of see it in the way that they book in the coverage. You know, they rely on personalities that definitely have great reports great banter with each other where they can mix this, the light and shade, if you like, the seriousness of, of footy, um, uh, you know, and the entertainment value because, after all, it is a sport. It is a game. Uh, but the other thing about their point of difference is they've generally got a bigger budget uh, and they've generally paid more for the rights too. I mean, if you look at the cricket rights, fundamentally, Cricket Australia's deal is with Foxtel and they needed a free-to-wear partner to come on board as well to support them and um, they had seven come on board, largely because Cricket Australia (laughs) didn't want Channel 9 and and largely because uh, Channel 10 had already put their massive offer forward of almost a billion dollars and got knocked back. So, absolutely. The other thing about Foxtel is they're appealing to an audience that's specifically tuning in for the product. Uh, for the game. They are generally hardcore fans. And so the product will be different because Channel 7 need to appeal to more types, to many types, people that might only be watching one game and they want to make sure that they keep watching throughout the entire game because um, their ratings are dependent on it. So it will tend to be a more generalist um, uh, coverage too. And even at half time, they might interview the Oz kicker um, and do other colour pieces to keep those casual, um, more generalist, less hardcore fans watching. So, yeah, there's definitely going to be differences, as there already are. Yes, Sam Duncan joining us from the Holmes Glen Institute. Just in terms of the deal itself, what are you hearing in regards to where it might be heading? Because we know about Paramount and Channel 10 putting in a big bid to try and up the price and challenge Fox and Channel 7 and that little consortium that they have. Do you think it'll be a bit same-same or will we see a difference? Yeah, it's really hard to know, to be honest. Uh, What was really interesting was that there was lots of reports that Channel 10 and together an almost knockout blow where they were going to pay in excess of $600 million a year. And then it was reported today that that may not have happened, that uh, the AFL might have leveraged um, (laughs) that uh, to go back to Foxtel and Seven to say, look, this is one of the likely outcomes. And, you you know, this is what you would need to come up with to be competitive. Look, uh, there's no doubt that 10 and Paramount are cashed up. And Paramount, if you look at their activity over the last um, 12 to 24 months, they are going big on media, uh, sorry, sports 
uh, rights. But don't underestimate Foxtel. I mean, they have used A-grade sports, Category A sports, since it first came to Australia in the 90s to penetrate um, Australian living rooms and now mobile phones and devices. It is fundamental to their um, entire business model uh, to have the exclusive rights for sports that Australians just can't get enough of. Uh, So I think they'll be in it right till the end. Look, if I was a betting man, I would say the incumbents of Seven and Foxtel are probably uh, still in the box seat. Uh, And it seems like the AFL is negotiating with them um, fairly closely. For example, we're not getting the reports about what Ten would do and what Paramount would do and what they're asking for and how many games would be streamed and who'd be sharing commentary duties, et cetera, et cetera. We seem to be getting a fair bit of news about what Foxtel are asking for and what they would like. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Off the SMS, Foxtel commentators usurp Channel 7 every day of the week would be a welcome change. Now, just in terms of the Commonwealth Games coverage, Sam, with the opening ceremony tomorrow, Jason Sydney wants to know, could you please mention to us how visually impaired people can follow the Commonwealth Games on SEM? Will there be a dedicated channel on the SEN app? Yes, they will. And I think it'll be on a number of the dial stations as well just to tune into your regular markets and have a look at the guy but thank you Jace for sending that through interesting isn't it the Commonwealth Games to my knowledge you could correct me if I'm wrong Sam is this the last leg of Channel 7's current deal where they sort of bought out a suite of events regarding the Olympics Commonwealth Games summer and winter Olympics uh, I'm including in that as well is this the last part of their current deal from memory it is, it is, and, and it's always interesting uh, because when the New Deal uh, or the, the negotiations come up and take place, I think that that's without much fanfare, and we're all sitting there thinking, oh, goodness me, the Commonwealth Games are starting soon. Um, they generally continue to rate well. Um, it's a little bit like the Winter Olympics. We're not really a Winter Olympics nation. Um, but they still rated very well for Channel 7, getting at times uh, in excess of a million people tuning in yeah. um, for marketing <laughs> where Australians were... Yeah, where Australians were, were you know, um, in the midst of, of competing for medals. It'll be really interesting to see how the Commonwealth's rate, because... From an identity perspective, it's also become a little bit of an interesting event. I mean, increasingly uh, younger, well, not just younger sports fans, but sports fans are, are in the global um, you know, stage of today gravitate towards the world's best and love watching you know, the world's best compete against each other. Now, with the Commonwealth Games, there'll be several events where the world not there. There'll be several events um, where perhaps the top 10 in the world are not there because they're not part of the Commonwealth. Mm. So what is our appetite to watch sport and still watch people giving their best and still watch people, um, you know, striving to reach their potential? What's our appetite to watch that rather than watching the world's best like we can do at the Olympics? I'm really interested to see um, what the numbers are like in a week's time. It's changed a lot too, the TV coverage, because I, I can remember as a kid, Sam, watching the Manchester Commonwealth Games and Channel 7 put a lot of resources into it because they had foregone the AFL rights. They didn't have it during 
during that period. So they sent a lot of commentators up to Manchester to do a lot of the action and the stories, etc., because they probably had the resources. Because these days we see a lot of sport called off the TV back here in Australia, I get the sense it'll be a little bit different. I think Bruce might be going up there to call the athletics, but not as many people would be actually doing it from the venue itself or the venues of the city. Well, we're seeing a lot of that, not just the mega events, but even domestic sports. Like, not all commentary teams are travelling to all venues across Australia to call AFL matches. And we saw with the Winter Olympics uh, earlier this year um, that it was the same. There was a sprinkling of um, Channel 7 reporters and commentators on the ground whilst the rest of them were back in Australia. And that's becoming the norm, I mean, from a cost-cutting perspective as much as anything, because let's be frank, uh, and we say this often, it's never been more difficult to make a buck uh, in mm. television land at the moment. Uh, and that'll also, by the way, influence the final figure of the AFL broadcasting rights too. I mean, if the broadcasters and the streamers are making all or at least some of their money back via advertisers and it's a weak market because it's a weaker economy, uh, that'll impact things. So, yeah, we're seeing that all the time. i got to say... Call me old-fashioned, but I prefer the commentators to be at the ground in the AFL because they are there to relay everything back to us, not just what we can see on our screen. They're there to relay everything else, the feel of the crowd, the atmosphere, the ups and downs, what's happening behind the play. And I just don't think that you can adequately do that calling off a screen, but it might be just something I've got to get used to. Look, I agree with you. I think most commentators, if you ask them, prefer to be at the venue, but you can understand from a financial point of view why companies don't pay for flights and accommodation because it's just a drain on their budget. And ultimately, if you can still do the same job in the one spot, <laughs> it does make economic sense. But you're right, it's about that balance ultimately. Zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen off the temper text if you want to join in the conversation. AG is texted in. Question without notice to you, Sam. Would like to know what Sam thinks will happen in the BBL if players like Dave Warner don't play here and would this eventually affect Test cricket? Well, it could potentially. I mean, they always say follow the money, don't they? I mean, that's the reality and it's never been more real in the commercial world of sport and whether people find it crass or not, money talks. I mean, you only have to go and have a look at the war going on in the world of golf um, to to figure out that uh, money packs a mean punch. Uh, so it will be really interesting to see how everything plays out, you know, when it comes to cricket. I mean, the latest media rights deal for the IPL means that they are cashed up more than they have ever been cashed up before. Uh, and uh, their salary caps dwarf anything else, or their total player payments will dwarf anything else that any country can offer anywhere in the world. Now, what the flow-on impact of that is won't be known for some time, but you would be naive to just say, oh, no, that won't impact Test cricket, or, oh, no, people will always put their loyalty towards their nation first. Maybe they will, but down the track, uh, maybe they won't. Uh, And, of course, we know that they now have a link to uh, the South African 2020 competition too. That is the IPL owners. Uh, And so what does that mean? A competition that will be played over what is also our summer. 
Um, and what will the rules be around IPL players potentially being able to play in South Africa or not? And if they are, will that become the premium 2020 product of, of what is our summer? Uh, and yet, what is the flow on then uh, if all of these 2020 competitions continue to grow on test cricket, at scheduling and players' loyalties? I think that it's something that would keep administrators at Cricket Australia and other cricketing bodies around the world um, cause for, for deep thought uh, because they need to, to recognise what's going on and plan for it. And I'm sure they are. But again, I'll go back to what we said off the top. Money talks and it's never had a louder voice than in the commercial world of sport today. Just going back to the Commonwealth Games, one more on that. I mean, the Olympics rated very well, I reckon, in Australia primarily because, A, the Australians had more success than we'd had in a while, and, B, because the time zone closely aligned, didn't it? I mean, we saw gold medals being won live at 11.30 in the morning and people going on their lunch breaks watching it, whereas here, because of the UK time zone being out of kilter, a lot of the action's going to be overnight. So do you think that affects things adversely as well? Oh, absolutely it does. It's just a reality. We love watching things live. Actually, it was really interesting at the Olympics uh, in Japan that the swimming, for example, which is one of the marquee events, that the finals were actually in the morning and the heats at night over in Japan, like in Japan real time, to maximise television audiences for the rest of the world uh, because it's one of the marquee events. So, yeah, that will definitely have an impact. It's, It's like the World Cup the World Cup of football, soccer. Um, part of the re- It generates huge interest here, but part of the reason why the rights never go too high is because most of the games and all of the big ones are generally played in the dead of the night here, particularly um, when, obviously, the events are in the Northern Hemisphere. So that'll definitely have an impact. There's no doubt about that. And as such, it will be interesting to see how Seven package things up to try and um, you know capture the audience for the big games the big events and, and the big moments for Australians. But, you know, I, I, there's still something very unique about watching people in these mega events. You can be watching something like I was watching Jess Fox, you know, come down um, for one of the biggest moments of her life and me being anything but an expert in that sport, being on the edge of my seat because you recognise what a huge... Um, momentous moment it is for the athletes and what these athletes are doing is dedicating their entire life to reaching their full potential Uh, and that's a motto that most of us carry in life we want to go and see how good we can be and so many of us don't get the opportunity because life takes us in all sorts of directions we've got responsibilities and a we're not that good at a lot of sports but That's why we're drawn to them, because they've been able to dedicate their whole life to achieving something. And when that something comes, it's bloody good TV. That's right, and it helped that that particular gold medal you referenced happened around dinner time when a lot of people do tune into the TV, Sam, after a long day at work. We're speaking with Sam Duncan on the line, the course leader of the sports media and sports business degrees at Holmes Glen Institute. Just a couple more before I let you go. At the moment in the NRL, just a live score update. The Sydney Roosters pummeling Manly 12 to nothing after 21 minutes. There was, the, of course, the boycott that everyone's been talking about. Seven players from Manly boycotting due to the whole jumper issue. It's been an issue that's transcended the sport and extended beyond just the sporting sphere, hasn't it? What have you made of the coverage of it in recent days? 
Well, it's been really interesting, isn't it? It just goes to show that the execution of an idea is as important as the idea itself. Um, and sometimes ideas have unintended consequences that can hijack, obviously, the purpose of the whole initiative in the first place. Um, this was always going to be a huge story because if we strip everything back and look at this like we would in a classroom or a lecture theatre, we would say, what's one of the biggest news values that ensures a story keeps ticking along and it's conflict? And this has caused conflict. And the irony is that it was supposed to be a show of, of support for everyone, to unite um, everyone and it's had the opposite effect um, and now those that you know walk around saying that they wish that sport was separate to politics and wish that sport was you know uh, a place we could escape to away from heated discussions about social issues um, are now confronted with a, a running soap opera and the other thing is this has impacted the actual game. There are seven players not playing and clearly um, the score would reflect that. So I don't know, you know, um, I think if the execution of the idea was better, Damien, we wouldn't be in this situation. And I do think um, we would still be able to have... Um, the jumper being worn and seven players who were not playing uh, would be playing. But that's not the case. That's it. And just before I let you go, Sam, I want to discuss the value of Alistair Clarkson from a marketing perspective. It's funny, you build up a marketable product yourself as an individual with the record that you have, and he's been one of those examples as a coach. If he was to go to North Melbourne or GWS, that's been an interesting conversation this week. What have you made of that? Well, I think he's really interesting because of what he brings in terms of his marketable his image. Uh, and what he's got is capital. I always talk about this, you, you know, um, it basically is what you stand on. And, and it means if you err or things don't go your way or you have a bad season, you can still stand on your capital. People might chip away at it, but if you've got it there, then you've got time. Uh, because you've already built up your reputation, and he's got that. Uh, and so if he went into either of those clubs, I don't think no one would expect him to have immediate success anyway, but you don't necessarily need it because of the capital he's got. It buys you time. Uh, so I think that it's really interesting, but in saying that, you spend a lifetime creating an image and building a reputation, and so decisions you make are really important in that, and that includes which club you're going to go to, uh, and that includes when you're going to go to them. Uh, so yeah, it's really interesting. Some clubs are in such a position where they've already got their own capital, and they don't need to rely on a coach coming in with theirs, and therefore they could go and get an untried coach who's got no capital. And then you've got other clubs who are low on capital or are completely depleted of it or are actually in the negative, uh, in the red. And so they probably need a coach to come in that, that uh, you know, can restore some of that. And, and as such, I think he'd be a very good fit for North Melbourne. Well, Sam, really appreciate your time. Always enjoy these conversations. All the best with the week going forward and the weekend itself. Take care. Good on you, Damien. Have a great week and weekend.
Sam Duncan joining us from Hobes Gleb. Mid-year intake apply now at Hobes Gleb. We'll take a break. More of your calls after this. one 736 736 to call in. You can text it as well on the temper text machine. 0433-981116. And Matt Bungard's not far away as well with an NRL update. Sydney Roosters absolutely pummeling Manly earlier on. 25 minutes in. And it's currently 12 to nothing in the Roosters' favour. Back with more on the other side. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.